The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, friends. Thanks again for joining us today. I guess you should probably say good afternoon. I do apologize that uh, today's video is posted later than normal, uh, but I am glad that you've taken time to join us today as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. If you're following along in Scripture, we are in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and in a section of prophecy where Jesus is giving a breakdown description of what is expected to come. What will the end days look like? Now, especially in the list of things that we're going to look at here in the scripture we're going to look at in the later second half of the book of Matthew chapter 24, um, we as a local church will not be here for this. I believe we'll be coming down with Jesus at this point for the ultimate battle at the end. And really what's being depicted here is the end of the seven-year tribulation. You've got the uh, Battle of Armageddon uh, that has been called a battle that take place in Megiddo, better known as the Battle of Armageddon, where really all the leaders of the world are going to come together in a desire to finally squelch the opposition. The opposition is going to be the Jewish people and anybody who would not worship and follow the Antichrist. And they all come together in this valley of Megiddo, uh, known as the Battle of Armageddon. And Jesus will ascend or descend from heaven with the church. And basically, with his words, he is going to destroy his enemy. Now, there's other passages that give more detail as to what this will look like. Um, Mm -hmm. Matthew does not necessarily give a lot of detail in the description of the battle. You can find those in other sections of Scripture, Uh, but he gives a little uh, overview of it here. Now, we finished last time at verse 28, but I actually, for context, want to go back to verse 27, because if you go into 29, when it talks about the Jesus coming back, uh, for the purposes of this one lesson, uh, I think it's important to bring into context. So go back with me to verse number 27. Jesus is speaking and he says, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, the eagles will be gathered together. Uh, and you see it, lightning, it'll come so fast. It'll be one, it'll be an extremely fast bolt as lightning goes from one side of the sky to the other. The other thing you know is about this, it'll be very obvious. I believe when Jesus comes, as we see in First Thessalonians, to take his church away, I don't believe God, people are going to recognize it. He's going to come in the clouds. I think he'll be kind of, well, we'll see him, but it's going to be something where the world's going to see a great disappearance and obviously major um, ramifications of millions of people disappearing. Uh, but I don't, I don't believe that's going to be visible to the public. I believe this will be. I believe that as Jesus comes, uh, it's going to be very obvious what's happening. Everybody's attention is going to be drawn to the sky as he comes down. You study Revelation, I believe, talks about coming down on a great white horse, uh, but he's coming down the clouds. And so, and he says where the carcass is, this is the picture of the battle of Armageddon where there's going to be so much death there. And so verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the power of the heavens 
will be shaken. Now, there's a great picture, and I will say um, that when it says the sun will be dark and the moon will not give his light, suns will fall, really what you're looking at this is a picture of great darkness. Um, there's going to be some natural things that are going to um, natural things are going to take place. Great darkness, uh, kind of drawing their attention toward Jesus, and then Jesus will come. Verse thirty: um, the sun, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will uh, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So the tribes will see him coming. Uh, I think what you're going to recognize again. A lot of what's described here will be very obvious to the people who live in that day. Uh, we're looking ahead, and one of the things that I think we, one of the things that's intriguing about any type of prophecy study is when, you know, you're going to look, there's so many different opinions about how prophecy is going to end. Is, is the rapture going to happen before the tribulation, the middle of the tribulation, the end of the tribulation? Are we in the tribulation now, and all of Scripture on prophecy is just figurative, and there's no antichrist, it's just an evil government, and we're all waiting for that second coming. There's so many different opinions. I believe scripture gives the rapture, tribulation, millennial. I think that that's the easiest way. That's where I hold to it. Um, I think it's the most simplistic answer. It follows the rest of scripture easily. I believe we're as little as we can in this, but I think we do have to look at the idea that some of the description, we may not always be able to say this is exactly what it's going to to look like. But what we do know, what I believe, is that the tribes of the day will look up, they will recognize Jesus, and it will become clear that their Savior, the Antichrist, Satan incarnate, has lied to them. It will become clear that they have rejected the Messiah, and while they think in their minds they might finally defeat him, with his words, he is going to begin to destroy his enemy. Literally, he will speak, his enemy will die, and the tribes of the world are going to recognize they've rejected the Messiah, which we know later results, you know, the Bible says that at the end of this, every knee will choose to bow and recognize Jesus as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Unfortunately, the majority of them will be cast into hell. Um, because they've rejected him. So there's this great mourning that will take place. Um, and they will see Jesus come with great power. Verse 31, And he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, uh, from one end of heaven to another. And really what I think is going to happen here is that the angels will be sent out. Uh, the Bible and the word Greek word angels, messengers, sometimes say that I do believe the angels will be sent out. And they kind of like um, the Old Testament where the trumpets were used to bring people in, uh, to gather them to one place. That same idea, they'll be brought in. I do not believe this. This is the same trump that will come from heaven when the trump will sound and the dead in Christ shall be rise, will be raised first, and then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. That I believe that to be a separate event. And so in this scenario, you've got the trump, and basically all of those who have been saved, all those believers at this time, at the end of the tribulation, we brought together at this spot. Many of them will be in hiding because they'll be in a great persecution, and they'll be brought together at this point because Jesus is. There's going to be that final time where Jesus is going to claim authority. The world will bow. He's going to separate uh, his elect, the saved, from the unsaved, the unsaved, and Satan and his de demons will be placed into the lake of fire, and then we'll begin the millennial reign. Is what's going to take place at this point. Again, there's a lot of different perspectives. This is what I believe is going to happen. And you can't give extreme detail. And by the way, prophecy, I believe that God purposely did not give very express, expressive detail about certain things, as we'll talk about 
soon, the fact that not everybody, you're never really going to know when this is going to happen. God purposely has designed this so that you can't know when it's going to happen, uh, because we should be more concerned about, well, realizing it is coming, there's a hope in that, but two, we should be more concerned about what do we do now? I think sometimes we get so caught, and too many religious leaders do, they get caught into trying to guess when Jesus is coming. Well, he's promised we can't do that. Our focus needs to be on occupying till he comes, reaching the lost, evangelizing, discipling, working, and being effective as a church in our community for the lost until all of these things happen. And while, well, let's look at the next passage, because I think it's intriguing. It fits a little bit in with what we see in the world happening today. So verse 32, now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender, puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. It was obvious to the Jewish Israeli people that if they'd seen the fig tree and it began to bud, okay, summer's coming. They, they, they would have known that. Verse 33, so you also, when you see these things, know that it is near at the doors. As surely I say to you, this generation will no, will no, mind, no means pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will now by no means pass away away. He's talking about the fact there's a lot of things. Please remember, most of the prophecies that we see, uh, pretty much all of the Old Testament prophecies, looking to what we call the second advent. We talk about the second coming of Christ. The first one was Jesus touching as a baby on the earth, as we look at now at Christmas time. Uh, the second time was when he comes back as a conquering king. He came the first time as a savior. Now he's coming down as a conquering king. He will destroy his enemy, and he will establish his rule as Isaiah and many of the Old Testament prophets established. Isaiah 9.6 talks about him coming unto us, a child is born. That's the first part of the prophecy. The government will be upon his shoulder, and, and ultimately he will rule and reign, the second part of the prophecy. Uh, this is all that is coming. So when you look at Old Testament prophecies, it's all referencing Jesus' second coming. So when you see these things coming, you know this is happening. Uh, I believe as a church will be gone through this. We will not be here for that. Uh, but we can look at the world and we can say that the world is, at least it appears, to be preparing itself for these things to take place. If God's going to use natural disasters to destroy the earth, you can look at what many call global warming and climate change, and you can see how God is preparing the earth for some of these natural things to happen, because the world will never see these disasters, natural disasters, as God's punishment. They'll just see it as natural disasters. So you can see the world, and we know the world's going to come to end. God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So you see the world in the environment. You see it in the geopolitical realm. All of this is ready. And then you take away thousands of pe millions of people, and there's a economic destruction, and the Antichrist will come in. There'll be 10 main rulers that are going to come out. Kings and governors going to come in. They're going to create a, a peace treaty with Israel. Just think about how the world is ready for all of that. One little tip of the iceberg, which I believe to be the, the rapture, and it's going to be economic disaster, and they're going to be looking for a leader, and the world will be set for this stage. I believe that God has warned us. We don't know when. It may not be to my grandkids or great-grandkids out there. We don't know. What we do know is God has said, be aware. Every time you see these things, don't be overwhelmed by them. Be reminded that God's in control, he's got a plan, and that's what we hold to. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and that's the hope that we gather, even in this Christmas time, that his first coming is a reminder of the ultimate second coming that we are still looking forward to. Well, I do appreciate the time you've given me to be part of the day. I apologize it was uh, posted a little later than normal. 
But stick with us as we continue uh, through Matthew chapter 24. Pick up here where we left off here tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.